Good evening and welcome. My name is Scroobius Pip and this is a public service announcement. The following episode you're about to listen to is a drunk cast. As ever with the drunk casts, we're getting kind of drunk. There will be some things that are quite offensive. There will be very silly things said. All of it, I assure you, is intended with goodwill and love and passion. But if you are easily offended, maybe skip these episodes. On with the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 497. It is the end of year drunk cast, part two. There's a lot of goodness in here. Yeah, I hope you enjoy this. I'm keeping this brief. Speech development records.com, patreon.com forward slash Scroobius Pip, twitch.tv forward slash Scroobius Pip. Yo, yeah. All of that good stuff. The next episode will be out at midnight if, if you're hearing this and it's not out yet. There's five episodes all in all. If you've not heard part one, Go back to the beginning. Honestly, it's worth it. Yeah, let's bloody go. This is part two of the Distraction Pieces podcast, end of year drunk cast, episode 497, with Christopher William Glasson and Stuart Whiffin. Hey, there's the squeaks. You know it's part two. <laughs> right, part two of the drunk cast. Let's just, we don't need to do any introductions. Do we you need to do any like, um, sponsorship reads? No, not really. But do you want to give any of your sp- sponsors a shout? I'm, I know Luke isn't a sponsor of your podcast anymore, but he's sponsoring... A sex with Charlie and Nina yeah, now. Yeah, They're doing yeah. amazing things. He's doing good stuff. I've just, I've just heard the first episode of their trip to Amsterdam. Mm. So Luke, Charlie, and Nina went to Amsterdam to talk to sex workers out there, to talk mm-hmm. to people. They, I know when they were planning it, they want to try and talk to some police out there. Maybe mm. the, certainly some of the organisations who support sex workers out mm. there and all that, which is fucking mad. And then they bring little Loki along, which I just can't imagine. I think it's adorable. They didn't give me an invite. No, thanks, definitely not. Thanks, girls. No, they expected to bump into you two out there regardless. <laughs> Odds on we don't need to, to tell them. It's like texting <laughs> Stu to see if he fancies going up the brush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was superb. He's going to mm. be there. Um, oh. But yeah... Who are your sponsors? Have you had your 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 karate lessons yet? No, it's no, coming well, up very soon. Well, we, Summer we, Academy. We had it lined up at literally um, this year, and then I went and broke my collarbone, which mm-hmm. was the ultimate way of getting out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to that extent. So February, um, Summer Academy, uh, when she's Simon Jones, he's putting on a free uh, uh, course, self-defence course, mm-hmm. and uh, um, me and Shu are going to go. It's going to be about three, four hours in London, mm-hmm. isn't it? No, it's in, it's in Avely. Avely. Isn't that, that, that's close to London though, isn't it? No, no it's in South End, really. Oh. What? Is it really? No, it's literally about a mile from here. No. But uh, stop pretending you don't know where it is. I'm, not, I'm, I'm confusing myself with whether I'm not, I'm lying or being serious. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we've got um, Summer Academy uh, and we've got um, Charles. Um, from Love Beer. From Love Beer. Giles. Yeah, Giles right. from Love Beer, our longest sponsor. I know you're not really a podcast listener, but yeah, yeah. I recommend checking out the MMA fan podcast because Charles Oliveira is <laughs> yeah. doing good in him at the moment. <laughs> so Chris regularly says Charles and Blake, the first time he said he was like, what? 
because they don't know each other. It's polite at first. Like, do you keep saying Charles? Why aren't you saying Charles? Charles. And he proper, he proper gets into him every time about it. And I know you get into him every time about that. And Charles has had to get into him about it. So, yeah. Yeah, Charles. so uh, love-co.uk. Um, he's been with us from day one. Yeah, much, yeah, he's, he? now fran- he's now franchised it. So yeah. you can actually start um, supplying his wonderful wares oh, and really? building That's bars really cool yeah. yeah he's just such a such a ledge and 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 our other sponsor he's uh we mentioned him earlier on the, the podcast that never come out um so much so that he started his own <laughs> one and it's the say what podcast mm-hmm. uh hosted by uh, our friend big papa j aka justin price sorry films of the year <laughs> <laughs> any other films that jump out to me for a few minutes? yes uh losers <laughs> Um, no, it's not a film. Uh, I want to I want to shout out uh, Boiling Point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've just got point. The, the special edition Blu-ray of that through, it's and he's not lying because I saw it in his in yeah. his, his kitchen earlier. Stephen yeah. Graham thought it was absolutely amazing. <clears throat> have you what? Have you got Disney Plus? Yes. Have you watched the Bear? Not the TV yet. show. Wow. You love it. Yeah. And again, it's obviously getting comparisons to Boiling Point because it's set in a kitchen That's and it right, is very yeah. tense. I don't think there's really any similarity tone and stories wise. It's very different tension wise, hundred percent. But it's amazing, and it's I think it's six twenty-five minute episodes, Mm -hmm. so you can just get through it in a day or two. But it's it was my that and Babylon Berlin were my two TV shows of the year. But yeah, it's just one the like the actor in it won. Best actor at the Golden Globes. Oh, wow. Last night, as we recalled this. Well, so. another one that won big was uh, I don't even know his name, uh, Elvis Aaron Presley, mm-hmm. he, whoever the actor's name was. Mm-hmm. But that was my favourite cinematic experience of the year. Was, was seeing Elvis. Man. Like, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was great. I'd heard a little bit that it was t- t- too long. I thought it flew by. No, I thought so it was You know, I often slag off Tom Hanks mainly because I, I know it, right, it grinds everyone's gears for me to do that. I thought he was cracking in it. Really yeah, brilliant in it. Absolutely yeah, it really amazing. Good. Absolutely amazing. And, and my film of the year, I messaged you a little while ago saying I'll ask you if you watched it. Is a is a British film uh, called Sweetheart, starring um, uh, a young British actor called Neil Barlow, who's absolutely incredible, uh, and Joe Hartley that mm-hmm. people know from so many amazing things. And, and from yeah. so many amazing podcasts. And from so many amazing podcasts. What, what's and, it about uh, then? It's about Neil Barlow plays a teenage teenage girl that goes to a, a British holiday camp mm-hmm. with her mum, Joe Hartley, uh, and she's not particularly wanting to go. She's having a, a difficult time with life yep. uh, and basically meets one of the girls that works there and after a while reaches out and they have a, 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 a relationship. And it's the, the sort of... The coming of age stuff and the and the sort of problems in and around it and and the things that are going on in Nell Barlow's head. Uh, Sorry, Shu, do they start scissoring or not? Uh, you don't scissors? see it. Yeah, it's implied. It's implied. Oh, okay, it's, implied. Right. it's still worth yeah. watching then. Uh, uh, but yeah, and uh, it's, it's it was my film of the year. Did you see After oh, Sun? Cool. It's just cleaned up at like the Baftas and stuff like that, and I reckon maybe Sweetheart w- w- would have got more. Attention if After Sun hadn't come right. out because that's about um, it's a true story. It was the director's first film, and it's the true story. They all of... got a BAFTA for that film, right? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Um, it's a it's the holiday her dad took her on uh, when she was early teens, I think, and it's just a dad and his daughter. Obviously, the he's separated from the mum, 
and he's just want he's taking his daughter away and wants to kind of give her a really good holiday. But it's just astounding. Like there's so much that just there's so many bits where I can't say there's not much that happens, yeah. but it's just so relatable and real and powerful that he's really trying his best. He's clearly a young dad and he's trying his best to be a good dad and a responsible dad. I've seen also that being I've not watched called that. It's really, really good. That. It's really good. It's 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 got so much praise, partly because it's amazing and partly because for a debut writer and director to come out with this mm. such a realised and just amazing. like effortless piece. It's, I hope it's Mo- really good. Molly said she's gonna listen to this. I think um that's why I'm going to say really nice things about my partner today. Um, <laughs> but Molly's often said she's she puts up with an effortless piece. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like it. It's nasty. Chris, After have you got any through? more? Uh, we'll get I, I, I like the Batman. I thought the Batman. Uh, there's yeah, so many. Really there's so oh, many. I saw that last week. Yeah. The Batman. Yeah, yeah the You Batman. know when I watched them sort no, of no, thing, but no. I did actually watch yeah. that last Enjoy week. Enjoy it. What do you think, shit? Um, I thought... The dude, the Twilight fella, Robert really Patterson. good. Robert he's an amazing actor. Mm. He's re- he's really good. And there was a lot of in ner- ner- nerddom <clears throat> were kind of like, he's not built for Batman. Blah blah blah. Completely I thought wrong. I thought they smashed it. I mean, I, I must say yeah. how it was directed and the pace of it was really good. Uh, yeah, I, I super super fucking enjoyed it. I'm a bit sore with all the DC stuff at the moment, of, uh, in a way, because they they teased us with having Henry Cavill back as Superman. Who um, him and Andrew Garfield have always had uh, permanent hard-ons for mm. in the superhero world, and then it's all not worked out. But the good news is he's now going to be in the Warhammer world. Yeah, oh, I'm excited. So yeah, I'm so pumped I'm excited. up. For it. I'd literally work for him for free just to make sure that to help because I know sure Cavill so. Right. Cavill so um, like he was with everything else. He's so committed to the to the the worlds that had been previously created in the law that I think he's going to be an executive producer in the Warhammer world. And I think that's it needs that, and it needs mm-hmm. to stay away from any other weird production ideologies Ooh. and just keep it to what the fans like. Keep it dark, and I think I think he'll do that. What do you think about the DC situation now? Then because I think mm. it's been a nightmare. Mm. But it's needed something. It probably like, I think had to go through it. James Gunn is now actually playing that kind of Kevin Feige role mm. of planning everything out and not just going from mm. film to film. It's felt yeah. for years that DC have just gone from film to film and yeah, try and yeah. make things work. Yeah, yeah. The fact that they f- filmed a Batgirl movie and then have written it off as Dumped a tax yeah, s- yeah. scheme yeah, thing, yeah. basically, is just yeah. terrible. Yeah. So whilst I think it is annoying that they've teased Cavill coming back and then he's gone. I think the positive is if they're going to have people who are actually planning out a full... Because mm. that's what Marvel smashed, was they planned out fucking decades worth yeah. of films and it all ties together and it all works. So it meant that even if there's going to be ones in that, that decade that aren't the best, but still serve the story, serve the characters, I, serve the overall I think mission. I think that's why Cavill's bulletproof up until this point, and hopefully he forever remains, because he's loyal to the law. Yeah. And um, and I think that's just super important. But, yeah, I, I understand the justification and why Gunn has felt to do that. It's just, it's going to be quite like this. There's all sorts of outrage about it I like it that, the moment, again, but... the fact they seem to be open to him coming back at some point, but mm. they, uh, they want to kind of start the whole journey a bit younger mm. and all this kind mm. of thing. It's like, that's dope. There's loads mm. of, like, old Superman's... Like old man Logan and stuff like that. They so could deep, easily yeah. do some dope older Superman yeah. stuff down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, so the Batman was good. I mean, I fell asleep in the cinema when I first watched it, which is which is funny for me to still really enjoy it. But yeah. it was like I didn't get to the cinema till nine. 
mm. on my own. Uh, I had a really busy day and like my, we were going to go early on in the week, but we couldn't. And somebody was like, please just go and watch it because I don't, doing want, I don't want you being Mardi. <laughs> that way you'll take that outfit off. And um, <laughs> and towards the end, I somehow nodded off. I think I was just super tired. I rewatched it. I thought it was dope. That's it. That's all I've got to say about that. What's like next? It. What's on the Have next? Have you got any more, Stu? No. Well, just quickly, I've got a little game I stole from the hmm. Dream Factory. Because okay. okay. I've not done it as a game, but they talk about it a lot. And right. it's it's all based on the weird levels of fame of soap stars in the UK. Okay. So in the UK, mm-hmm. who's more famous, would you say? <laughs> I don't know which way around to do it. Henry Cavill. Mm. Just been talking about him. Mm-hmm. Is he in a soap? No. Oh. Henry Cavill or Just Shane Richie? New rules. Oh wow. Um what now? And in, in what version? In what in the whole world? Just just in the UK. In the UK. Shane oh. Richie by a mile. Shane yeah. Mile. Yeah, that's fucking yeah. mind-blowing, oh, is that? I actually think, yeah, I agree. By a mile, Shane Richie. Yeah, I think so. Shane is more famous than Henry Cavill. Mm. For My now. folks wouldn't know Henry Cavill is. No. Barbara Windsor. They don't play why, I mean. Barbara Windsor. Or Sh- Charlie's Theron. Babs. Babs. It's Barbara Windsor, why? Yeah. That's so Thinking ridiculous. Charlie's Theron's never done a workout on a campsite in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled her arms back and her bra shot yeah, off. Yeah. You That's don't why. know that. You don't know that. <laughs> exactly. We say a lot of unconfirmed things. Um, let's go. Characters. Deirdre Bar- B- B- Barlow Barlo. or Sarah Connor? Oh, no. I still think, what, in the UK? In the UK? I think Sarah Connor would take that. You're mad. Yeah, think, think of age. Think of age. I think a lot of people you go up to and say, "Who's Sarah Connor?" and they go, "Oh, was she one of the girls who went missing?" Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, you know, it could be. How many times do you walk past someone with shit glasses and go, "Oh, Diddy Barlow's"? Never. But I, I saw you live in Margate. Everyone wears them, so it's no shocker. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's fascinating. That, I don't know about that one. Terminator did sort of like it did. It did absolutely saturate culture. Would your mum know who Sarah Connor was? She's got dementia. <laughs> no, that's not prick. what I meant. <laughs> All right, would she know who Deirdre Barbo is? Yes, she would. <laughs> Deirdre Barbo ascends dementia. <laughs> <laughs> it's on her CV and everything. She transcends dementia. <laughs> Go look up her no, she, was, she on it? was it Emmerdale or something like that? No, Corey. Uh, mum, mum never watched that. She honestly genuinely wouldn't have remembered anyway. But she loved Terminator, so she, um, she probably would have known. Just going to make some up now with big. Don't characters. make don't make up fantasy names. Um, who's a big male character? In the film, um, preferably rock, American. Rock, no, like a character. He's also not, big. Not a person, not I'll an actor. Go, I'll go in, in Britain, more people know Nick no, Cotton not, that's not a over Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. No, no, we can't. You can't do characters versus real people. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've got to do win. character right, and character right, right. or real person Shia, and real person. Shia a person or a character? I don't yeah, know. That's um, a hard argument. <clears throat> Uh, what would you want? Luke Skywalker or Ken Barlow? <laughs> <laughs> that's probably Luke Skywalker, yeah, right? Come on, man. Because yeah. that's yeah. such an iconic yeah. name. That's got to go to Luke yeah. Skywalker. Darth Vader or Nasty Nick Cotton? <laughs> Nasty Nick Cotton. Again, I think Star Wars probably yeah. wins in a lot of yeah. these. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so sort of like, yeah. Chewbacca or Wellard? <laughs> <laughs> I thought Wellard was Chewbacca's kid. Yeah. No? You could be right. Um, I bet more people in the UK know where Arthur Fowler is over Lando Corrizian. Yeah, for Arthur sure. Arthur Fowler, yeah. probably, yeah, and Lando. <laughs> yeah. That's a good 
It's a good comparison. I don't know why we've gone there. You've got, you got to go. Right? You've got to go like like B level Star yeah. Wars uh, hero. Sorry, Lando. In the UK, oh. and this is going off of the 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 soap thing. Do more people know bespectacled ginger TV and radio presenter Chris Evans mm-hmm. or Captain America and Knives Out star Chris Evans? Hundred percent. Oh. Yeah. Tier five. Tier five. Absolutely. Yes. That's who you think of when yep. people say Chris Evans. You don't mm. think of fucking Captain America. Nah, mm. I didn't even know that's what Captain America's name mm. was. See. Mm. Chris not not Chris in the, not, not Captain America isn't called Chris Evans. Oh. The, the actor is the actor What's Captain America in? called uh, Rogers uh, in it. Uh, yes, Rogers. Uh, what? Oh, I can't. It's not coming to me right now, mate. Something Rogers. Yeah, or Rogers yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something, something Rogers. Rogers. Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. There you go. Sounds like a wrestler. He also that's what he was before Captain America. <clears throat> he wasn't. Um, oh, right, so I'm not thinking. I'm waiting for the questions oh, right. here. Sorry. Um, no, I stopped. I was about to move on. But but then Sonia Jackson came into my head and I thought I have to find someone to put Sonia up against. In England, more people know Sonia Jackson than Jermaine Jackson. <laughs> That's true. That's true. The Jackson family or the Jackson Five? Mm. <laughs> it's tight. It's close. <laughs> that is we'll give it close. to the Jackson But five. the Jacksons haven't... Well, I, neither <clears throat> have been around in media for very long now. Don't yeah, they? exactly. They both sort of petered mm. out. I don't know. Are they still in EastEnders in any way? Any of them? Sonia's, Sonia was back for Dot's wedding. Dot Cotton, and who's a classic old lady, and I can't think of anyone outside of Soaps now. That's the Who problem. was the one that, that, that carped it this year from Murder, She Wrote? Yeah. Oh. Angela Lansbury. Yeah. <laughs> Dot Cotton or Angela Lansbury. <laughs> all the way <laughs> yeah easily the isn't it? yeah yeah it's not even and it weird concept. and England yeah. weird yeah there's these random people that or soaps in general are weird we were yeah. talking about this recently in fact I had a question on the socials knowing that's because I chatted with the dream factory lads about what you have to do to shake being that person from the soap because it's oh, really it's hard so not good. many people so go difficult. from yeah. Ian Bill soap. yeah and someone tweeted me after it, someone we didn't mention was Sarah Lancaster, who's in Happy Valley. And mm. someone tweeted asking if, if you enjoy Happy Valley because it's mm. bleak br- British drama. I love mm. it. I think it's fantastic. But mm. she's a good example of someone who people forget was in C- Corey or whatever sh- she was in. But I mean, in general... Shout out the Aussie soaps. I mean, some of them have gone on to do ridiculous things. Yeah, yeah. But n- never really the big characters in the soaps other than... Mike... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Guy, what's his name? Wolf of Wall Street. Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. Guy Pierce. Uh, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Yeah, was she yeah. a big character in one of them? I don't know. I'll, I'll again, I think she was like, again, everyone always says like Russell Crowe, but he was like mm. a small, he was in it a bit, like he wasn't a major character. Jason but... Donovan had a solid acting career, didn't he? I mean, he? Kylie Donovan. Right? Really? Yeah, but in, theater, in, acting, in, in acting, though, they're mainly... How dare you write off the delinquents? That was a seminal movie starring Kylie Minogue. But yeah... Oh, she was in a great f- f- French film, actually. But um, yes, yeah, soaps. Man. To try and make that all like highbrow, then. Yeah. You know what's, I mean? what's the name of the film? Holy Rollers. Okay, all right. Fucking got it. Damn it. I got it. Don't worry about me. Stu, shall we get stuck into Dartford? No, no. no let's get to Dartford. Let's do our the same whiffing because I know you've mm. told it a lot, but it's been a while. So. Refugees. Can you remember the made-up story? Um, <laughs> go through all of it f- f- from the start. Essentially, you, 
Ukraine war, George and Paul driving and fucking Ringo over here on the socials, um, and you went out and, and saved everyone. So <laughs> that whole segment was about thumbing that joke in, wasn't it? There's more. Go on, start. Well, tell us how There's it all begun. Because you were, it was become when you had COVID. Yeah, you? I you had COVID, COVID and got were... booted out my ass because uh, I had COVID and my folks were in Australia visiting my brother. So I moved into my folks' house when I got COVID because it was still threat level midnight yeah. with COVID. Then everyone was still like, you can't be around anyone. And like, so I moved to my folks and, and literally just sat there watching as the war started and just watched the news pretty much just on in the background when I was working all day mm. and just. Just thought it was shit. <laughs> it's mad when that happens with news events, isn't it? I always remember 9-11 and being off work at the time. Yeah. Just, oh, God, yeah. Staring at that all day. It's like, and I, there's it, nothing happening. No. It's just all happened, but, but I you didn't, can't look away. And I don't, yeah, that's it. It's not like I didn't want to miss anything, but I couldn't look away. It was like, this is unfolding right now. I think it's worse that there's nothing else on. Well, we'll yeah. get to the, the death of the Queen. And like, um, but yeah, it was like, I just thought, oh, do you know what? Like, and I don't want to sound like Bob Geldof, but he was like, I've got, I want to do something. And I thought, I want to yeah. do something. And like, so I phoned up my mate George and I went, do you reckon we can get a van and do you reckon we can go to the Ukraine border with aid? And he was like, yeah, fuck it, go on in. So I put some stuff out on the socials. A van company gave us a van. And through the, the, the club that I, I work at, I put an advert out for people if they wanted to give essential items. That, it was a list of stuff that they needed. <clears throat> And uh, and it was amazing. Like, like, literally hundreds of people turned up with this amazing stuff. And within like an hour, we'd filled this huge van up with amazing like stuff for the for the what, what we thought was one hundred percent going to go to the the women and children that were being evacuated, evacuated or, or just leaving mm. uh, the Ukraine and going into to Poland. And uh, and then after a bit of sort of toing and froing, trying to get the. The, all the sort of paperwork well, done. I remember seeing you post about it and being a bit nervous because I knew a few people who were, or at least in that kind of aid world, and they were saying they're having a lot of problems where people trying to help. And getting turned away. And do, yeah, or not, yeah, not doing the right paperwork and doing more, just clogging yeah. up the borders and all that kind of thing. And then when, then when I spoke to you, you, you were like, yeah, we're halfway through just itemising everything. We've been doing it all morning. It was insane. Yeah. We ha- we itemised every single item, every single tube of toothpaste, and there's like hundreds of everything. And it was like, it was laborious, and there were some amazing people that helped out at the club. And we done it all and absolutely stacked the van top to bottom. It looked so good. And <clears> like, how much, how many, uh, how much stuff? Unreal, unreal. And like, and yeah, just some amazing, amazing things. Like, just sort of just generally working in that town and uh, running a nightclub and sort of seeing at times the grotty side of that mm. tan at night, just seeing some fucking amazing generosity. It was lovely. And it was literally, it wasn't until the day before we were planning on going, when we booked the, the the ferry, that we managed to get all the paperwork over the line. And again, some logistics companies helped us and it was, it weren't easy. And yeah. you could see why there were so many people that tried to do the right thing, filled up their van and got to Dover or Ashford or wherever they were going. And was just like, well, no, you can't do that. And, and we got stopped the minute we got there and they went, you know, they didn't pull everything out of the van, but they, they got all their x-ray machines and went through it. Um, uh, a fella reached out to me, Paul, and said, like, you got room in the van? I'll come and I'll drive. And I was <laughs> he, was, like, he, he was wanting to. And, uh, yeah. And so we, we hid him at the back. and uh, But no, but we literally like, got got into France and and it was, it was sand, I don't mean it's in a crass way, but it was really fucking, 
exciting. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. like we was driving the first day through France, Belgium, and then we stayed. We, did we get to Poland the first day? We got to, no, we stayed in Germany, and then the next day got up and drove to the Ukraine border, and then did you put the A team? Team on at all. No, do you know what? My iPod played right up as well, which oh, really? was quite annoying. But yeah, then we got to this. We, we, we worked it out with a, a friend of ours called Jim Benner, who, who heads up War Child. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, we ended up finding this amazing center where you go and deliver aid. And we, we, we went and saw what they were doing there. And that was all lovely. And but that day they'd, they'd bombed, it was the closest they'd bombed to Poland. And it was out of the blue. They'd bombed this. It was literally like, five miles from from the border and I remember was, that mate because yeah. I was sat on my fucking sofa with a broken collarbone yeah. and and I, I sent you a message because I was getting genuinely concerned yeah. that like well you'd bet me a tenner he wasn't going to make it back <laughs> <laughs> well, it, and it was like, cut his brake fluid <laughs> yeah. but as we was getting to that point when we was getting near the border and all you're seeing is tanks and nothing else going the same way as you it's mm. like fucking hell this is really mad yeah and like and real, and it was excitement drops a little bit. It, all of a sudden, the stereo went off, and and we was all just kind of just breathing in a little mm. bit, and just going, "Fucking hell!" Like this is horrible. And and then the, the, where we dropped the stuff was incredible. And then on the way back, all you're seeing is like hundreds and hundreds of like refugees coming over uh, in different cars, vans, minibuses, and, and then, but they're meeting people at services. And we was in these services and just seeing these people being reunited with family from wherever they are in Europe saying, yeah. come and stay with us. And you're just seeing all of these people in vans and minibuses that are driving out towards the border to say, look, we'll come and ferry you wherever you've got to go. Mm. It's fucking incredible. Just saw, just saw kindness at a level I'd never, ever experienced. And mm. it was, it was heartwarming and, you know, and it was a reality check seeing these people being reunited with family and just thinking, blimey, like a week ago, they lived like us. They lived like and us. Within like and they a just matter got, of they days. got torn up their houses, just got shelled and torn to pieces. And it does happen all over the world. And sometimes I guess the media focuses in this country more on Europe than it does Middle East and stuff like yeah. that. But um, that's not what this conversation's about. It might, it's just insane to I'd think. I'd be lying, they, though, Chris, yeah. if I said that yeah. that wasn't yeah, a factor. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. fact that within. Yeah. 24 hours yeah, yeah, yeah. of driving we was on the cusp yeah, of that and yeah, it's yeah. like that's not far no. <laughs> and like and, and that was like wow that's this yeah you know and and i was saying to to, to george the other day like this year i want to go back mm. and, and and i don't think i'll get the response that we had last time no, because i it, think it's, it, it's not it, in a crass way yeah. it's not shocking news yeah, anymore exactly. but they're in their winter mm. and and you know them Fucking poor soldiers must be so fucking cold. I've talked about it before when I've done homeless specials on the podcast, and one of the things that I was told a lot was at Christmas, everyone's so giving and supportive Mm -hmm. and and loving. That stops on Boxing Day. Um, And in the UK... In the UK, UK, it's normally colder in January than it is in December. So the homeless charities need more help then, but they just don't get it, and it... Mm. It switches off. But I, I, I'm going to help out on the next Cool War. <clears throat> I'll, yeah. I'll wait for the next one to bring you. will yeah. jump in. I'll there'll, try be some sort of, there'll be some sort of vegan war down, down <laughs> on the coast or, at some uh, point, What I'm mate. looking for, what would be perfect is like a really bad natural disaster and I'll do what you did. But, be- but better. Maybe wait for something to happen somewhere like sort of Bali, somewhere nice and hot. Yeah, exactly. Like, go, 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 well. go would be fucking perfect, but not yeah. a flood. 
Um, I was looking on my phone then because I was trying to find the exact phrasing. I went on a podcast called My Time Capsule Pod. It's a really good podcast. You pick three things that you'd like to put in a a podcast and or in a capsule Mm. and preserve forever. It could be anything, experiences, memories, moments. And one of the things I picked, and it's because you get to isolate them. And one of the things I picked, I phrased it as the unity of tragedy. Because I think tragedies are a horrific thing, but one of the most beautiful things we always see is the unit that comes after it and the people who are at those services helping people. And I talked about it with the Manchester bombings or even just when that was Prince mad. dies or, yeah. or when Bowie mm. dies. Mm. People coming together to help people in this horrible situation or just to be together because they're sad, it fucking destroys me because yeah. it's so beautiful and it's so sad that we only see that after tra- or side by side with... Tra- a tragedy. Or sing along a, a festival, yeah. you know, and, and yet for the rest of the week, those people were like scouring at each other on public transport. I mean, we did, uh, I recommend people go and listen back because I know mm. I definitely cried like mm. a baby. But when we did the, the, the top five songs that make me cry, mm. and we talked about the. You spoke about Liam Gallagher doing Live Forever at the yeah, Manchester. Yeah, Live Forever at the Manchester one. It's just, it's beautiful mm, and yeah. it's heartbreaking. And yeah, on because of the idea of this time catch thing you get to isolate, I was like, right. Well, if I can have that without the tragedy, then that's the most beautiful thing I can honestly imagine in the world. And yeah, you were in a horrible situation and I'm sure the journey of those emotions, of the excitement, of we're going and doing something good to the, it's suddenly getting serious, to on the way back getting to see, all right, look at, this is horrible, but look at how many people have dropped everything Mm. to come here and and help. Because as, as you kept phrasing it, this is... You and your family, yeah, living your normal Absolutely. life one week, yeah. and then the week after, your whole life is turned, its, up, turned its head. upside down. Do you know what really was fucking strange? The thing that struck me <clears throat> was when you're seeing like women and children coming over the border and elderly people. But it's when you're seeing a, a family missing a, a father or a brother, like walking across, but they've got their dog on a lead and their cat in like a little fucking box, and it's yeah. like, oh god, yeah, they've got to take their pets as well, and you just think. You've literally just grabbed your essentials and you're homeless yeah. in a strange country. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like you and, can't, you won't know that. You won't realise the viscosity, the reality yeah. of that until you go through it. And mm. so, when anybody that watched that on the news and thought, "Oh my god, that's shocking," mm. then people should also just think: the next time they say "fucking immigrants coming over here mm. taking all of our jobs," mm. just think they're in horrific situations yeah, as well yeah, yeah. where they're putting themselves and their children on boats mm. rather than experience what they're currently experiencing. Yeah. That's fucking horror. Also, imagine what you're saying, like not coming back with, you know, they're not coming back with their, 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 you know, their husbands or their dads or whatever. Like imagine like, you know, right, okay, this is popping off, right? We've got to now just go and pick up guns. I mean, you can choose not to, and I, and I get it. I'm not saying that you should. I'm not saying that any any man has to. Well, no, but also, it can be but, that you should yeah, at it, times, you know. Yeah, it's, but it's fucking... There's like, a friend. I, I'm not... Yeah, I don't know where I sit with this. Like, me to five, even five years ago, I'm very confused by war and what, mm. what I would and would not do. Maybe because I'm just an old guy now. I watched a documentary. I'm not worried about dying. I'm really not. Like, I'm more worried oh, about... a tough guy. Uh, no, but, but do you not think, like... I don't know. Right, I can't speak for anyone. I'm really happy with how my life turned out. Right? Really? And like, yeah, would you believe it? And, <laughs> serious? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really grateful for it. I'm grateful for all my experiences. And if I die, it's it's all right. And there are things worth dying for. I think that 
I, I, I wouldn't, I, I say that and Molly would be ter- terrified by it because I want to live for her and, and myself as well. I can see myself going picking up that gun, but mm. that's not, that, that's what an insane thought. Insane things that to have to They've go had to have gone right. Through, yeah. This has happened. This guy, this absolute <clears throat> loon, and, and I guess we're not going to go too deep into Putin, but he said so oh, talking, many about me. crazy Sorry. things <laughs> yeah. about this war and justifying it. So much crazy shit. And blaming their bombing on that bridge of proof as a, as, as a terrorist attack. It's just insane, that guy. Watch watch the documentaries on the BBC I play at the moment about Ukraine. And it's about the, maybe just before Christmas and, and the sort of a couple of months before that. And it's talking about the people that are fighting the war. Mm. And literally the fella's like, I was a painter and decorator three mm. weeks ago. Mm. Like, I'm now firing this mortar whilst and then I'm having to do the research to find out exactly where that bomb lands. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. There's a woman who's a driving instructor mm. and she's now talking to people that are undercover in Russia to get the information. These are all just people that like us three yeah. that within weeks yeah. are like we'd be useless, in fucking mate. war zones. We wouldn't, it's we wouldn't put the fight the Ukrainians done us three. And mm. but uh, you, you got you said this on the And previous, they're winning. Yeah and they're winning. You said this but that this ties into what I was going to say actually it's also what, what Pip said in the previous episode is that talking about propaganda, like Russia, obviously Russia's propaganda machine is, is massive. There's a really interesting, is it Ian Curtis did hypernormalization. I've not watched that yet. It's fucking excellent. Love it. Um, I love Ian Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he came back to do, yeah, I know, get your head around <laughs> that. transmission. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's Adam Curtis. <laughs> um, uh, and you've got a Russian propaganda machine, but a lot of them now are like, you know, they can't recruit the people because everyone's like, what? why are we there? Or, or- well, can I speak a little bit on this then? Because I wanted to talk no. a, a little bit on... Um, it's, it's relevant to s- s- something really r- recently and a lot of people don't understand sp- sp- sports washing. And the reason I didn't watch the World Cup was because of of, of sports washing. The World Cup was in... Uh, where was the World Cup? Qatar, I've got a blank now. In, in Qatar. And they've got terrible human rights yes. r- records, terrible laws when it comes to sexuality and gender but something they also have is an awful lot of money they've got tons of money so they don't need the world cup for for, for financial reasons they've had to build the cities and stadiums like they've literally built places that some of the cities that the world cup was in weren't there before the world cup was confirmed they've built a city for this obviously huge amounts of essentially slave labor immigrant workers, underpaid, underlooked after, all of this. But it's all for sports washing because obviously there were a lot of protests building up to this World Cup. Mm -hmm. There was before the previous World Cup as well because of human rights issues, because of all this. And it was in in Russia. There was loads of protests of what they're doing to gay people, what they're doing to women, what they're doing, all sorts. And all of those protests pretty much stopped after that first whistle was blown and the World Cup kicked off. And it was a wonderful World Cup. Everyone loved it. It was a really good time. And that's what sports washing is. Every, like People can say, oh, but we're bringing attention on the issues and whatever. But a good, exciting World Cup, people people get caught up in it and then forget that. Yeah. And what happened with R- R- Russia, who previously had so many eyes on them for a lot of their policies, for what they were doing, for the way they were acting around the world, suddenly the eyes were off Russia. Yeah. And look what came after. Yeah, yeah. Literally a couple of years later, they've started a full war 
And that is the damage of sports washing. It's not about them getting money. It's not about, oh, you must respect other countries' cultures. I believe in all of that stuff. But yeah, that's what's horrible with it. And the Russia-Ukraine war is the best example of that. Because I said, that was the previous World Cup and that was the the freedom that they were given to kind of act without the world's eyes on them as much. I've not heard of the term sports washing. Yeah. I mean, obviously I was, I mean, I can't, I obviously understand the concept because I was conflicted about watching. I do it a lot with watching, Olympics and stuff yeah, like that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 FIFA is particularly corrupt. So there's oh, been so year good. after year now of going to places that have questionable human rights policies and histories and records and it's like, right, well, why are you going there other than to make everyone go, oh, do you remember the do, yeah. do you remember the World Cup in Russia? It was so good. And just have a positive PR spin. Because, again, they're also countries that, as countries, don't need your money. As go- as governments as such, it's different for the individuals, but that isn't effective. Um, I listened to yeah. Ramesh talk about this on War For Now. Mm-hmm. And he Googled countries where it's illegal to be homosexual mm-hmm. it's fucking insane yeah. how many countries in the world mm. and how many countries are actively competing yeah. world events yeah. it's fucking it's messed up it's messed up Speak to us just right? I'm not saying that it should be illegal before I just need to precursor that before any waffle that comes out my mouth now. it is insane to us because we've been like that for so long in, at the moment for some of those countries it, it's not insane I, I very much hope that they will uh, not be like that, but I, I can I can almost kind of half see. It's, it's hard to see the behaviour of someone once you're past that barrier. It's like people who quit smoking and then suddenly like just like oh yeah, oh, it's disgusting. Why? why it's illegal it? to be gay. In England, it's the what, pressure. Years ago? Yeah, it's, it's, well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. the imposing of your beliefs on other people that gets me because I do respect different cultures and religions, and I'm fine with mm-hmm. someone who's Muslim going. Yeah. I don't believe. Are you? I don't want to be gay. I don't mm. think I should be gay. But that's for you. I've yeah. got loads of Muslim mates who are mm. fine with other people being gay, yeah. but they're personally not comfortable yeah, with being yeah, yeah, gay because yeah. it's yeah. against their religion. Cool. Again, yeah. I don't really believe that. I think do, huh. do what you want. But I get that. It's when it's then judging everyone else and imposing everyone else. Yeah. It's like mm. you you live your life I think, the way I think you want it becomes, it out, uh, I think it's the oppression that comes with it, isn't it? And and, and then just what happens to those marginalised communities. It's, it's really fucking sad. I mean, I, I think what's, you know, we're... we're I don't think we all need to think the same and we can all live our lives differently. What what we have to do is let you each other live how they want to live as long as that doesn't involve you then oppressing your own values onto someone else, whatever they may be, and being more accepting of the fact that people might have a different religion to you or have a different perspective on um, relationships and whether they need to all be heteronormal, mm. you know. Um yeah, so, but it is, it's always becomes, there becomes an oppressive value in that and uh, people suffer horribly for just being themselves or being who they want to be and it's fucking terrible. Russia, I've seen loads of um, documentaries about uh, what it's like to be gay in Russia and it's oh, fucking, that, that one, it's fucking tough wank, really tough wank. Mm. It's really, it's just really, really sad. Well, so, yeah. We'll move on on from all that. Um, Stu didn't mention that, that he also put on an event at Shepherd's Bush Empire, at which point I wanted to call him mid-year-old as fuck. Um, (laughs) So that's ruined, but you moved on from that. You mentioned Bob Geldof, and I went to say it then, but I thought, no, I'll wait for him to get to the gig. Um, But speaking, just quickly, speaking of previous drunk-cast guest Ramesh, twice drunk-cast guest 
Oh, he has been on twice, hasn't he? An in-person and a Zoom one. Yeah. Did anyone... Oh, someone started doing drunk casts as well. Yeah, that's they've started doing oh, drunk casts. Well, you know, yeah, influencer. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> did anyone see the Richardsons Christmas party or something? I did, weirdly, I caught bits of it. Molly was watching it. It was really um, good. It was R- mm. Ramesh, Tom Allen. Mm. Um, who was the third John person? Richardson. John Richardson. John Richardson uh, and his wife. But it was a uh, woman who's really funny. Yeah, I, I know. Um, Judy Love. I'm, yeah, I was going to say. Judy Love. Um, and, they, and then they all go around her. And at one point, Ramesh gets in the swimming pool. Man's bodied up now. Yeah. He's looking he's good. Yeah, he's, he's looking good. I messaged him all excited about it. And he said he still hates his body and hates himself. But he was pleased to It's so to well documented on Wolf and Al. Him and Tom have both. Yeah. Like, Drop loads of weight this year. and I've told him the cheat code and he agrees now because, it, again, it's what you saw on this for for, for men, actually for, for women as well, but sh- shoulders. Mm. You do shoulder work and the rest looks a bit better. If you've got a decent sh- shoulders again, and that's what Ramesh is around. He's lost a load of weight, but he's bulked his shoulders up and looks, mm. and looks slick. And the key for w- w- women from a few fitness f- things I'm watching, the... One of the damaging things on socials in recent years is the idea of getting these tiny waists. Yeah. And it's yeah, unhealthy. Yeah, yeah, and people totally. do waist training Absolutely. and all this kind of thing. It's fucking horrific. Mm. But the key from actual fitness people I follow is is the X, X shape. Bulk up your shoulders and you get broader. Bulk up your bum and hips. And then your waist looks yeah, yeah. smaller, but you're still healthy and mm. it's all fine. So it's the. Mm. Apparently, with women, it's the key, but I don't know if anyone wants a, bit, a big bum on a man. I'd love Should a big bum. do they? My bum is, my bum <laughs> I don't is know so, how big your bum is. My I've bum never is looked so at your small. bum. It's so small. Yeah, it's not worth anything, my bum. It's not worth anything. Well, Stu, do you, Chris, sorry, do, do, do you want to talk about the rise and fall of radical Chris Glasson on this half, Mr. Becoming, Mrs. or Operation Free Willy? Basically, how's your dick? How's your Mrs.? And how's your, your collar? How's Which one dick? do you want to go into? Let's go into your dick. Let's get into Chris's dick. I wish we had a sting. <laughs> so this has been, as long as the drunk cast has been going, isn't it? I There's been updates on Chris's yeah, for, poorly for willy. About four years, I think. A quick, a quick like, recap on there was the... An in- something happened. Yeah. Part vague. sexual. <laughs> I'm going to go Part into sexual <laughs> makes it sound worse. <laughs> a sexual incident is bad. A part sexual incident. The majority was... It was a sex, sex, sexual misadventure. What we? <laughs> I'm not, I, can't, I, can't, I can't go into it. I can't go into it. it was some, there was some form of sexual misadventure. Part sexual. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say there was a se- sexual misadventure. No, it sounds like it wasn't just me wanking furiously. Right. There was a... a, It wasn't um, just you wanking. No, actually, that is way more... Obviously, it was, but it wasn't just. That is so more accurate. Yeah, and then, yeah, just had constant problems after that till the point where eventually the the best uh, (laughs) foreskin doctor in the country, shout out to Prof, was like, let's get that off. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get that off. Uh, so it, yeah, it's been part worn. I think I have to always advertise it now as part worn. <laughs> and so I went in for a bigger uh, after breaking my collarbone, which I, I guess we can go into at some other point. But yeah, um, yeah, I went in for the surgery, and it was just like painting by numbers. I, I went to uh, uh, basically when he when 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 Prof said, "Right, it's, it's time." 
Let's <laughs> get that, that. Let's get that off you. Before it does Prop any, sounds dramatic. He's <laughs> great. Put his hand on your shoulder, play. Chris. Do you know what? This time. Do you know what? We talk about. Um, he he did genuinely. Um, when I first showed him the pictures. <laughs> and told him what had happened and that. He generally put his hand on my shoulder and went, I'm sorry, you've been through a lot. <laughs> and, you know, I know that doctors aren't supposed to aren't supposed to do that. Did he mean emotionally or physically? <laughs> no, physically. <laughs> He's like, you've put some females through a lot, haven't you? And, and um it was it was it was really nice and genuine. And I know in this day and age, and I completely understand why. Um, you got to read the room, and that's often definitely not what you should be doing. But anyway, when when the decision was made, he just passed me a name and a number. <laughs> when if anyone was going to touch my cock with a knife, it'd be this person. Fucking so um, he didn't say the word cock; he's professional. Jingle. Uh, he said wand, which is uh, your favourite stew. And yeah, so I you know waited a while, and then the D day came. And um, went it went off without a hitch. Like it was, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, it was great. Like the whole, the whole experience and that hospital. I think it's King's College. Is just so well run. Mm. It was, it was something else. I've got to be honest with you. But then when I, um, when I uh, came out of the operation, I was sat sat on my bed and a, a nurse came in, and I tell you what. My penis looked magnificent <laughs> because, like, just through obviously when you 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 lay into a cock with a scalpel, it will swell. <laughs> but it, we all know it that was, it was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it it looked it looked. Gone. We've all seen the films. <laughs> yeah. It looked massive, right? Flaccid. I was like very happy with the. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it wasn't a it wasn't a, a penis enlargement, but it's just the swelling made the dick bigger. And so the nurse was like, "Can I have a look?" And I was like, "Absolutely, like, get John, a look at it now." Because John Harris, the swelling made the dick bigger. Is there's your there's your Paul quote? <laughs> um, and anyway, so she started having a she she like we, you, you know I'm sat on the end of the bed. She starts unwrapping all the the, the bandages and uh, you know having a check out of the of the operation. Was it like mummified? It was mummified. But that wasn't no. But even when you unwrapped it, it was still there. It wasn't like a wonder bra, mm. you know. It was all still there, and it, what? it was it still looked quite big, like because right. it was wrapped up. So you know, it looked big. But even when you unwrapped it, I was like, "Fucking hell, wow!" They've, they've like, they put the wrong one on. <laughs> I've gone in for the wrong operation here, and um, she, so she's looking at it, inspecting it. <laughs> I look up, and she hadn't closed the curtains properly. <laughs> And I was still tripping balls a little bit. I was still a little bit like high from the drugs, like feeling great as you do. She's inspecting my pe- my half severed penis, and um, and I look across, and there's a guy sat at the end of his bed, probably about five meters away, just staring at me and staring at my cock. <laughs> Pops his glasses on. <laughs> yeah, he had the had a telescope. And he was just staring at me. And you know when you meet someone's eyes, normally you meet someone's eyes like, you know, in public transport, you, you look away for a second because, you know, you know, I don't need to say anything to them. They've got no reason to say to me. Met his eyes, looked away, looked back. He's still just staring at me and my cock. And then I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I look away, then I look back, and he's still staring at me intensely, looking at me and my penis. And... Uh, and then I look away and then I look to the nurse and I'm like, this guy's still staring at me. 
and she realised that she'd left the curtains over. She was so sorry. And as she was sh- shutting the curtains, I just shouted over to him, can you t- take a picture? It'll last longer. And then, yeah, she just shut, got shut his phone the phone out. <laughs> yeah, I bet you <laughs> just thinking, I've got about 30 mental ones, mate, that are going nowhere. <laughs> But it was weird. The guy just stared, you know. He said it's it was looking six... its best. So he probably saw it before it oh, before anything happened. He was like, what's that? What they, that I is? know what he's having. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the more eyes that got on it at that point. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that was my excuse on the subway too. But uh, <laughs> do you know what? Operation wasn't a problem. Being 42 or however old I am and having a circumcision. Do you know what it is? Is I think when, when kids have it done, and I was always jealous of my mates who had it done because they'd always get their, like, their foreskin cut off and um, they'd get a toy. And I remember uh, oh, I, nearly, I nearly shopped someone out. No, I didn't. Like, I remember Andrew C., who we all know, Andy C., not the drum and bass DJ, mm-hmm. but he... Uh, he had it done and he got an Iron Man toy and I was just like, Mum, can I get a circumcision? She was like, no, you don't need one. Um, so I didn't get a toy. But it's as an adult, for me more, it wasn't the pain. It's it, the, when Iron Man came out, we were in our 30s. I was just thinking, <laughs> you were not kids then. <laughs> no, no, no. The Iron Man, the comic book. Like, like, it's yeah, the old no, school kidding, toys, kidding, right? Yeah. Uh, and, but it was the psychosexual effect of like you stare at your fucking end of your dick and it's just surrounded by stitches. Yeah. That is a weird thing. And you're mm. worried. You're like, oh, I quite like my penis. Like, question, would you rather have a... Mm, no, I guess you're going to say have a circumcision, but I'm that or lose a fig, oh. finger. <laughs> <laughs> like, would you rather yeah, lose rather a finger the, the skin or, or finger, yeah. chop the, the, the... You circumcise you. Circumcision. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I guess. But like as an adult, at looking at it, and it's all just fucking. Yeah, but yours was fucked anyway. Your fingers were all right. In yeah, hindsight, if you could have had a healthy cock, you'd lost a finger. Yeah, I bet Rob Parker yeah. would welcome his finger back in exchange yeah. for oh, his right. foreskin. I'll I'll have his severed how, finger. How was how was it afterwards? Because when in the next episode, we'll, we'll start with the big reveal of my surgery. Oh, but yeah, just yeah. as a little spoiler, oh. I was the same. The actual experience. Breeze, yeah, lovely. Yeah, Afterwards, yeah, yeah, yeah. it got fucking dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get into it. How was yeah, that yeah. with you? The recovery part, the it, you know, it healed. Oh, it held okay. Um, the thing is, with me, mate, it looks lovely. Being a fucking, I mean, put, put it away now. <laughs> <laughs> being a, I should go back to that hairdresser who saw it. <laughs> oh, <mate. laughs> we talked I don't about know if you that. Remember me? You must remember this. <laughs> you will remember the, this picture. I've told you. I, told, I think yeah, you talked yeah. about accidentally having yeah, your willy, yeah. a photo of your willy yeah, come up yeah, on your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is different to sharing a dick pic, which I happily talk about that as a subject uh, mm-hmm. on a po- episode soon. I'm getting sick of that shit. Um, Sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> um, the the healing was, it was the erections in the middle of the night. Mm. And, Always uh, his review. Name for an album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly thought, like, as a, like, I'm getting older now, and my libido has dropped a little bit. I'm still a sex oh, best, but it has, it has dropped. And I said, um, Molly, a congratulations card. That must be fucking the news of her she's, year. She's no, longer, oh, God, no longer walking like a fucking cowboy. He's come right down this fucking savage. Uh, oh, she's only three times a day now. <laughs> God, she'd be like, oh, he wishes. Um, uh, basically, um, it's, but I, I was getting, I didn't realise this, I was getting like seven erections a night. Well, and you wake up, you're having like, I don't know what it is. Maybe because there's a presence of something on your penis, even if it's unwanted, but when you're half asleep it, or, or asleep, 
subconsciously, I don't know, it was turning my penis on or while I'm asleep or I was having sexy dreams. And you you start getting into this sexy dream. You're like, oh, oh. <laughs> and then you're like. Glad we don't share rooms. And you wake up and it's like someone's like pull, pulling cheese wire across your, your oh. belly. <laughs> But I got really good at like after like the first few nights of getting you get much better at catching a boner quickly. <laughs> and then whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa. let's calm down. <laughs> come on, come yeah. on. Yeah. And then you know, you go, what is your go-to? What is your so it's a question, what is your go-to for um getting rid of an erection? Other than, you know Big Wing. No, no, no big <laughs> on a train. If you've got an erection on a train, it's unlikely. It's not completely. No, really. Out. I've not really got a go-to. What for not thinking? How do you get? How do you not stop having sexual thoughts? Next stop, get off, have a wink. <laughs> <laughs> what would it be then? I don't know. Honestly, I can't think. I was thinking hard then. On <laughs> the pun, have you got anything that you go to? To yeah, I, I always think about. I always think about sport. Sport. Beer. Yeah. yeah. Really. Yeah. Oh, I, I literally clever. just think about. Like, yeah, I, I think I might have done that before. Like stats. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking back oh, because right. it must have been a while back. Because I'm thinking. I was thinking of specific Millwall stuff, particular mm. goals, particular things like that. And that's, oh, that's you know, clever. in the days of kind of mm. trying to last a bit longer, <laughs> trying, yeah. to, trying to uh, eke out a few more um, 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 minutes. But yeah, Millwall, I must, I'm sure I've done a Fuck. UFC as well. I wish, I wish in I would have yeah. had this chat sooner. Yeah. <laughs> I always think of Margaret Thatcher's arsehole. <laughs> But I wish I'd have gone to statistics. Not get, saying that I got a record stats book. <laughs> Save you that, a lot. But yeah, that would help. I'd go banging Margaret Thatcher and then yeah. Would, uh, yeah, go down. Oh, God. There we go. Uh, that, and then that was it. it. It kind of healed. I think they advise um, no. Oh, do you know what? Reading about how when you can when you can start sexual activity again. Some people like saying two weeks or something like that. I read online. I'm thinking there is no way. Some people know. are very sexy, Chris. I and it's I the thought... difference. Oh, what's my voice doing? <laughs> <laughs> and it's the difference of people as well. And again, I'll talk about this in my kind of recovery. But was I'd heard some people say, yeah couple of days it's pretty bad and then after that it's a breeze and then it it gets in your head like is this really hurting or is it psychosomatic am i making it worse because i'm not doing anything to keep myself busy but then if i do something am i gonna is it gonna be worse but yeah it's weird all that and people just like i had it with my dad my dad had an operation this year and i looked after him a load and i was a load on that where he's doing things that bless him he thinks he's meant to do he thinks he should do it this way and as it turns out regardless of what you read online hmm. the basic things that the doctor has told you are pretty accurate yeah. and spot on yeah, and you yeah. just do that and often yeah. they don't yeah. have a time scale yeah. on they say you do this until it stops yeah, feeling yeah, like yeah. this yeah. or until this yeah. rather than oh, i've read online though that after five yeah. days i should be able to do this it's yeah. like yeah. no they everyone's different our bodies are different we recover at Absolutely. different speeds and yeah. all that yeah it's so true it's one and- of the problems of the internet in that respect because even if you don't feel up to it immediately, you, you, you'll you be thinking, is, is something wrong then? Like, has it gone wrong? Is this worse than it should be? Is it not working? Is it, and all this kind of thing. It's, mm. yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. I like it. It's a good update on Chris's penis. Yeah, it's a, all covered. Penis. Well, I said, well, Oh, we'll, oh, oh, shit. On. No, the most significant thing, yes. this is really mental. I've gone from wanking with my right hand to my left. That is the most wow. significant wow. thing. That's insane, isn't it? 
Why? How? What? So basically, when I had my first tentative wank, so mm-hmm. I had a lot of support from one of our listeners, Simon Lovell, on this whole subject. He was, he was, he was like, he was like my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was, si, si was uh, gave me a lot of emotional support. Thanks, Sai. Oh, and uh, so glad you clarified and, emotional. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> When I had my first tentative wank, I had a lot of support from Cy Lovell. And he right. was like, you know, have you uh, broken yet? And blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he explained what to do, gave me some top tips. Like, I'd wear like, have like a, a, a fruit bowl over your penis for the first few evenings so that the, the bed sheets aren't on it, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, at some point, he didn't advise me to do this, but it, when I had to have my first tentative wank, and I'm going to say tentative, I have, I have, there's, you know, someone who's basically virgin on a compulsive masturbator. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I literally like found that the angle of where all the stitches were, it was easier to somehow use my left hand. And then right, after I got, I, I got used to it and now I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm ambidextrous. I can, I can, Wank anywhere with either hand. Because the palms, book me. On, the palms on one side and yeah, the, the, the absolutely open. Where yeah. you're sitting now, you could sort us both out. Right? <laughs> oh baby, yeah, yeah, we can go skiing. It's right. yeah, absolutely, yeah. So wanking from right to left. Never thought that would happen. And how Every I wank with my left hand is so different to how I wank with my right. <laughs> because that is so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe. Anyway, I know why I'm uh, talking about this. If I have kids, I hope they don't listen to me talking about this on a podcast, but they've probably got better things to do then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, news story of the year. I'm going to g- okay. g- get this in now because mm-hmm. I read this news story and it's a hell of a, it makes your mind tick over. Okay. Headline was I found out my son was my uncle. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, wow. Jeremy Cole, yeah, sounds like a jet. Well, he he's not. He's a racist, isn't he? He's I don't know why he's a dick, but like yeah, that silly, sounds silly like the title of a Jeremy Cole show. Yeah. I found out my son was my uncle. Have you got more info? Yeah, so oh, I've got the just the brief explanation because it takes a second to get your head on. But whoa, whoa, whoa! Can we not come up with some fucking? How does that happen? Like, how do you... it will have to be a stepson? Nope, a biological son. Well, I guess so. He thought. Whoa, that's even weirder. So he thought, well, ah, oh, right, 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 oh, right. Okay. Right, yeah. So his wife's obviously had an affair with, with his dad. No, his <sighs> uncle. Uncle, my son is my uncle. One of his un- other uncles. No, no, that would be his no, cousin. I get, I get confused. <laughs> his granddad. Yeah, it'd have to be oh, a lot older, wouldn't shit. it? His wife was having an affair with his granddad. So what he thought was his son was his dad's brother. Wow. <laughs> or stepbrother, I guess, as well. But yeah. That's a sexy old man. Was that yeah, is that before Pornhub? Just as a wow. headline, I was thinking about it for ages. Like, all right, how does this work? How's the maths work on this? And yeah. Jeez, that's a very randy old granddad, isn't it? Randy old oh, no. boy. Let's not discount how Randy the woman was as well. Randy woman? They're having a great old time. Bit of a bit of a head fuck that one, though. We've had some we did um we it's did some headlines, story. didn't we? For yeah, we had some crackers. Hardcore didn't listening we? on the on the Patreon. We found some what? mental ones on there, didn't we? Can you remember any? I've got a really <laughs> shit shit memory. Did one woman buy a dress that had a load of spaff all over it? <laughs> skid marks. Skid marks. <laughs> yeah, she bought a dress, had a load of skid marks on it. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, the on. guy who did a robbery and the police had put up, um, can it, does anyone recognise this bum? Because <laughs> he mooned as he drove off, didn't he? He mooned and the CCTV got his arsehole. <laughs> Wanted someone to come forward and go, oh, I, I know that arsehole. Has anyone seen this bum? Um, yeah, any others? God, we did so many. Yeah, there, were, there was all sorts. There was that the really... naked carpenter. <laughs> yeah, he got done for that, didn't he? He'd come around, do any kind of DIY, but... Uh, he took all his clothes off. He had his carpet. He's belt. advertising as that in advance. I think that's fine. Yeah. Prudes. What's wrong with these yeah, people? Kink shaming on this podcast, mate. No. no kink shaming. No. Um, so to wrap up this episode, you got any TV shows that come to mind so for many. this year? I've already mentioned the bear. Did they, did either this is going to annoy me because because you, you, you haven't, I bet. But did either of you watch Traitors? No, my, um, I want to watch it with Molly. It's but fucking then she amazing. Molly will love it. Oh, no, she, she watched watch it. it. It's so good, honestly. Like, you you like good reality TV, right? Like, when Big Brother first started and things like that. Yeah. When Traitors is one that, if it, was, if it wasn't on TV, it'd be an astounding social experiment. It's genuinely fascinating. Yeah, Claudia Winkleman one. Yeah. I watched a couple. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I think it's... Yeah, it's in my TV shows of the year. I think the it's first amazing. episode where the geezer steps up and tries to do the right thing, they just fuck him off. They just get sent home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. Honestly, oh, I recommend I, I it. But as, you, as, it. as we haven't all seen it, yeah, I recommend it. Um, I, I had a few people. I posted a kind of here's three shows I enjoyed, and I had a few people saying you picked like The Bear and Babylon Berlin, and then you put some. I've not seen it, but then you put some reality TV tr- trash or whatever. It's like. I've not seen it, mate. Yeah, shut the fuck up. And I didn't up. say here's my favourite dramas of the year. It's like, I think people, and I used to do a bit of this, I think people screw themselves out of a lot of fun because of their own perceptions or snobbery or whatever else. Like, there's Your some Honor. really good TV shows, films, all sorts of things that if you weren't going, well, I only like this kind of film, then you'd you'd have a lovely time. But yeah. Uh, I some we mass consumed so we went on holiday and uh, it rained for the first four days storms yeah, again like Corfu but we found a, a, a TV series called Never Have I Ever right and it's fucking really great it's like an American teen high school type uh, thing it's not a drama it's more comedy mm-hmm. about a girl who called uh, in, the, in, in the show called um, Davey who's um whose father dies and she, as a result of it, psychologically can't walk for a period of time. Right. She's found herself wheelchair-bound. Okay. It's narrated by... Oh, bollocks. Famous tennis player. John Ball. No. John you can't be serious, right, John McEnroe. And occasionally Andy Samberg It's narrated by it. John McEnroe. Yeah, yeah. And occasionally... Occasionally Andy Samberg... That's just suddenly peaked me up completely. Occasionally Andy Samberg narrates it. Right. And uh, not Heidi Klum, another famous, uh, no, more uh, uh, newer uh, model does one one episode as well. And it's it's fucking, it's, it's really funny. It's really, really well never written. Never have I ever. Not yeah, and it's kind all. of, um, so she's a second generation immigrant from India. Her parents are first generation. And so it involves a lot of... Um, uh, well, just a mix of different cultures, and also um, like it, it addresses a lot of different uh, things, like um, same-sex relationships at high schools mm-hmm. and that, and just the things kids go through. 
and it does it so well. It's anything they do, I don't feel like it's on the nose with anything. Why are you throwing your fucking appendage at it? At me. Um, but it's it's genuinely like I find it genuinely side splittingly funny. Yeah. It's really good. It has a lot of good like Sounds sometimes great. Davey makes really stupid decisions as yeah. the I guess the protagonist of the show is not like heroes and villains, but I think there's always a result of it, really good messages for kids on how to conduct yourself in today's society. And I'm not trying to say that it's a preachy show. It doesn't do it in a preachy way. It's it's written with a decent story and a really good sense of humour. So it's not like we wanted to just be like... It's the best TV at the the moment, right? It's what astounded me about I May Destroy You on such a heavy subject, but I didn't think it approached anything in Mm. a preachy way. Mm. Big Boy was another one this year that I think is just... Astounding. Right. Like, you'd both love Big Boys. Like, Jack Rook, who wrote it, and it's his story. He's a mate of mine. I, I put it on some of his early spoken word gigs and that. And when it came out, a week after it was out, Russell T. Davis, who did It's a Sin and so many amazing yeah. sins, did a big post about saying how it's one of the best things he's seen. And I know that Jack was being talked about in The Guardian as the new writer of the year and all this kind of thing. I know that that post from Russell T. Davis meant so much more because of it is a story of, of Jack's sexuality. It's about him losing his dad and coming yeah, out as gay. As well, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, does yeah. he go to... Uh... Uni? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, really it's good. good. It's yeah, on it four and it's really yeah, good. Yeah. And it, as I said, I think it's another one that I always laugh when people go on about the gay agenda because I don't know what the gay agenda is. Is it just that we all dress a bit better or, or all a bit nicer? <laughs> or what is the what is this fucking agenda? But yeah, it's it's a gay story, but this, yeah, I think it's fucking beautiful. And I think, yeah, I watched it because of knowing how much both of you liked It's a, a Sin as well. I think it's... Got hits loads of those n- 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 notes, but yeah, all the performances in it are just astounding. It's about a gay lad and about his straight best mate, yeah. And that's what that's just a story that hasn't been told an awful lot in no. in TV and in film of just the crossing of worlds. And the, and the best mate is a lad; he is a geezer. Yeah, he's proper but he's lad. Just like yeah. it's all right. I don't mind. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's yeah, it's really good. It's cool. The, the episodes I've seen, I've I've really enjoyed, yeah. it and it's funny. What what TV shows have you got? <laughs> Um, I really enjoyed Dharma. Oh uh, God, I've only seen it. episode one. Fuck, it. it was brilliant though. He yeah. won. He won a Golden Globe last That's night. Fucking yeah. Excellent. That was. He's, he's amazing in American Horror Story. Anyway, mm. uh, and <clears throat> I loved it. It was absolutely fucking amazing. Terrifying. Obviously, I knew who Dharma was. Didn't realise the extent of what he'd done. It's not appealed to me at all because of all of that. I think because mm. it's like, well, that's just an horrible story. Like, no, you yeah, know, yeah, for some yeah, reason, yeah. it doesn't appeal because like oh, that's I just fucking horrible. And oh, I don't know why. I've previously, I would, I would be, yeah. be, be drawn to that, but that that element of it has made me just go, no, I'm good. It sounds great. It looks as if they've done a great job, but no, it's cracking. I don't crack know. If you I think in a minute. Come out <laughs> <laughs> beginning of the year. I don't know the second one's coming out. Uh, early this year, uh, the curse, the curse come out yeah. this year. I love what's, it. Really what's good. that about? What's that? It's the people just do nothing, boys, and Tom Davis and Emma Kenny um, doing. Uh, it's a seventies like heist, heist, yeah, seventies oh, heist fuck. thing. Yeah, really great. good, really good well, stuff. But I only All discovered people just do nothing probably at the start of this year. That, really, that is, oh, yeah. have you missed that? That's right. Not people just do nothing. Um, Staff let's flats. Sorry, right, completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Got completely confused. Uh, and lastly, a really, a really weird. <laughs> Not people uh, just <laughs> quite doing nothing. The ten o'clock news. Fantastic sport. I'm going to throw in Cummins and Margoyles, uh, their adventure. I've not watched it. 
Uh, I fucking love Margo, it. Yeah. So Cummins, oh, Cummins has hosted the, I think, Australian version of The Traitors. Oh, really? So there's an Australian or American, I'm not sure. There's another version somewhere, yeah. and it's hosted by Alan Cummins, isn't it? It's incredible. So it's Alan Cummins and Miriam Margoyles. legends. Uh, and they just get a camper van, uh, and they're both obviously Scottish, and they go back to Scotland, and they travel around, and he's really lovely. She's yeah. fucking mad as a box of fucking frogs and mm. hilarious mm. uh and it's just their adventures and they they take the camper over to america there's a couple of series a couple of series of it and i fucking love it like i've become obsessed with watching camper van stuff on youtube at the moment oh, it, it, i'm losing yeah. my mind holy on shit it. there's so many of those right? oh. do you see that like so i like asmr and uh, they do, like, people now just go out into wilderness and they film their whole thing of setting up their tent. Mm. And they're just in wilderness and they have the sound, the mic's on really good. And it's just like, oh, my God, it's the, I watch it as I sleep. It's fucking brilliant. Well, my brother does a bit of wilderness, like, recording. He'll go out, like, oh. before everyone's awake and get, like, he, this he, sounds he, immediately did, he did creepy. a load in Malaysia mm. where you're, he's out on this big walk and then you get the morning the dawn chorus from the birds, but because it's Malaysia as well in the distance, you'll hear some chanting and praying and or the call to wow. prayer and all that kind wow. of thing. He's recorded some really beautiful ones, but he does it around here as well. He'll go out at five in the morning and go up, up One Tree Hill or whatever and just get the movement of the trees and nature and just things like that. And it's really, he's really into all that Goes back, soundscapes. And can they hear me creeping about? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was there, but they didn't know. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I love that shit. Shout out to, uh, uh, did, you, did you guys watch 1899? No, I didn't. I, I, I couldn't get into Dark, mm. which is the same gotcha. people, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, Heard yeah. 1899 is good. Mm. I haven't, haven't got around to it. As I've said, Babylon Berlin is another German. Mm -hmm. Every time I say my TV show of the year was a German, they're like, mm. oh, was it 1899? Or was it dark? I'm like, no, no, it's this other one. But what I loved about it, I mean, some good things people, about it. Yeah, what some is people it? Get put off Explain by, it a bit. It's kind of uh, a, a, a people on a giant cruise ship. At some point, they get an emergency distress call from another area of a ship that got lost. That's going to give Stu PTSD. So it's bad, <laughs> bad, bad cruise experience. Yeah. Cruise. <laughs> Absolutely, but isn't their luggage? Oh, it's, right. just, it's just humans. <laughs> And um, they they decide to go to it, and a lot of the people on the cruise are not happy with this, and loads of problems happen. But it becomes right. quite cryptic, and uh, lots of mad sci-fi, cool twin world stuff happens, which obviously isn't always um, everyone's cup of tea. But I did think it was dope. Um, it, I believe, it's already been cancelled, which is heartbreaking because really? of the passion we're into. But one thing I really loved about it is is just the. Um, how the cast is all like there's so many different languages being spoken and mm. yet it, it's integrated so well into it so mm. and they act with each other between different languages and whatnot and I haven't seen that done to that extent mm. before and it was fucking dope it was really it was really cool uh, yeah what cool. did I watch I watched I watched I mean recently that had a lot of that but I can't maybe it was um uh, a decision to leave, I think, actually. But it was two Asian languages, so I'm kind of having to really pay attention that when mm. there is a language barrier, because yeah, yeah, it's all subtitles for yeah. us anyway. Mm. But, um, yeah, that sounds good. Have, have you, have we talked about, did you watch um, Alice in Borderland? No, do you know what? It's on my Because series two's still... just started, it's really good. Yeah. I remember I, I watched it 
thought it was great and recommended it to be. Yeah. And that happens a lot because you know how I'll get really excited about a show and want to ramble on. I know that half the time B's going to go, all right, and get on with her life. Mm. But on that one, she, she happened to give it a look and binged it and loved it. And it it's why I was so shocked that Squid Game got huge. Because I love Squid mm. Game, but Alice in Baldline, really similar kind of idea. There's kind of all these people in a city and all of a sudden there's no one there and they have to go into these essentially escape room type things but if you don't get get, get, get out, out you die yeah. um, and then you go on a, they're, they're all around the, the, the city and it's all with cards and you're mm. thinking oh we have to get the full deck of cards and the higher the card the harder the room or or ch- ch- challenge the different suit of the card is the different kind of challenge if it's a team challenge if it's an individual challenge and all this kind of thing it's really fucking good. Yeah. And series two just started, and there was a moment in it that I was like, "Oh, they're going a bit heavy on the kind of l- love story and kind of things like that." But it does a good twist on that, and it's yeah, it's cracking. Mm, yeah, I will check it. I will check it. One that popped into my head, mm. just thinking about some comedy, was I can't. Be, it's not Daisy Haggard, Daisy May Cooper. That one about the uh, the the, the murder of all. Am I being unreasonable? Am I being unreasonable? Fucking hell, that blew me away. As we record this. Friday's podcast episode is with Lenny Rush, her son in that. Ah, amazing. Because I thought he stole the fucking show. And I'd seen him in the few... I'd seen him in the the Christmas Carol with Stevie and and Johnny Harris and a few of them a few years back. But I thought in this he was... Because he was allowed to improvise a bit, I thought he was astounding. Yeah. And he's he's a really good chat. He's 12 or 13 years old and he's just... Yeah. Big things ahead. But yeah, I agree. Mm. We didn't mention that in my TV sh- shows of the year ch- episode I did. But as soon as I, I finished the podcast, I oh, fuck, that was one of the... Yeah. Again, just flew th- through. It's yeah. all an iPlayer. Right. thought that was fantastic. And it's really good. It's a comedy slash mystery. So it's this mm. this woman and at the start, sh- she's a weather guy yeah. and they're in love and he dies. And then the rest of it is trying to figure out how he died, she was having an affair, Who, who's the good and who's the bad. Yeah. And it twists constantly who's the good and who's yeah. the bad. I think it does a really good job of that. Ending was fantastic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Am I being unreasonable? Am What's I that being one? unreasonable? I play. Well worth a watch that. Yeah, it's good. Is that everything on the TV? Should, oh, should we well, end this God. episode? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. We'll start the next episode with my little um, um, surgery story. Oh. Um, and... I want to ask you, what were you aiming for at school, like character-wise? Like, who did you think you were at school and who were you trying to be and where did you actually land? Jesus Christ. That's mine. Right. We'll get to that on the next episode. But, um, yeah, let's go and, to- and, t- and, t- and top up our drinks and then crack on. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. That was part two. As I said, part three will be out at midnight if it isn't out already. I'll see you in a bit. Ta-ta.